Hello, everyone, and welcome to Amplify with Purpose. I'm your host, Adet De Beer, and alongside me is, as always, the insightful Christo. Today, we are diving into the role of strategic leadership, a unique blend of vision and execution. We're diving deep into what it takes to be a strategic leader and where vision meets execution. Christo, thank you so much for joining me once again. Adet, thank you very much. It's always a great honor, great privilege. Looking forward to today's session. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. So I'm going to dive right in. And I'd like to kick off by defining a strategic leader. So in my view, it's not just about the corner office, although those can be pretty cool when they come with nice paychecks and an awesome view of the beach. However, I do think it's about sailing. So for those of you who are unsure about what exactly we're talking about, we just said strategic leadership, and now she's talking about sailing. Let me clarify that for you. You heard correctly, strategic leaders need to sell. First of all, I believe that a strategic leader needs to have the ability to strategize. So just like a skilled sailor, you're going to read the tides and the winds, and strategic leaders can't just be drifting around aimlessly they need a game plan, a direction, and insight to adapt to changing circumstances because everyone knows that nothing stays the same for too long, especially in the terms of technology. Once they know where they're going, they obviously need to act. And it's not enough to just to have a map. You've got to actually steer the ship. Action is what turns strategies into results. Without action, strategies are just pretty drawings on a piece of paper. In the process, though, the leaders need to inspire. So, if you will, imagine that the, the captain can't inspire the crew when there's a storm. If that captain is not inspiring the crew, nobody's rowing, and you're going to be sitting in that storm until it either blows over or you sink the ship. Now, that's not the ship I want to be on. Leaders need to have charisma. Yes, I did say they have to have charisma. There's a whole debate around that. But I personally can't see myself following somebody who has the personality of a rock. I'm going to leave that there. So, and they also need to have the vision to inspire their teams, you know, keep morale up and foster a culture of excellence. And finally, the one thing that I've always believed is leaders must learn. The sea is a fickle mistress and she's always changing. A good leader recognizes that what they, that they don't know everything and they never will. So they remain open to learning both from success and from failure. So in my mind, to be a strategic leader, you have to sail, strategize, act, inspire, and learn. Now, Christo, I've just done what I normally do, which is fire hydrant people. What's your view about strategic leaders? How would you define a strategic leader? Yeah, thank you. I like that acronym. It's really, it's really good. I would, I would probably just sum it up in one word. It's awareness. You have to be aware. It's, you said in the beginning, you know, a, a, a sailor, you know, he reads the tides. You know, so you've got to be aware of your surroundings. You have to be aware of, like, who you are, who you have, you know, where you're going. So I think it's important to, to have this, this um, skill set of being aware, you know, of what's happening around you. I think many times, you know, when crisis hit, you know, leaders, like, just put themselves in a box. What's that old saying, you know, the ostrich putting his head in the sand, you know, and it's like, whatever's happening around me, I'm just going to stick to this thing, you know, <laughs> and um, being strategic, you know, you have to, you have to adapt sometimes, 
you know, the, the calls that you set out that you chartered might not be ideal in this time, in this time, you know, once again, using your analogy, being a sailor, you know, if you, if you're going to ride into a storm, uh, or sail, <laughs> we rather say sail, nobody rides on the water. If you sail into a storm, you know, I think you're going to be um, not a great leader if you're not going to adapt and say, you know what, we need to just change um, the course a little bit, you know, there might be some, some rocky waters ahead. So, yeah, I think awareness is absolutely key that you need to have. And then secondly, I would say trust. I believe trust is important. And like, how does trust fall into being strategic? You have to trust yourself to make the decisions that is necessary to be made. You know, um, I think that uh, they say a grand master playing chess, they think 10 to 15 moves ahead. You know, you got to trust that game plan. You know, you got to trust the the course that you have setting out. You know, and um, yeah, I think those two things for me is definitely definitely key. I love that awareness and trust. Could you imagine your lack of awareness when you're sailing into a storm? You don't realize there's a storm, and you don't realize that your your crew wants to get out. And if you don't trust yourself, how many times have we seen people? second guess themselves and the first the first decision was probably the right one you know what now that I say that when we were kids I don't know when I was writing exams you would fill in the exam then you'd go check your paper and I don't know if one of our teachers told us but they always said go with your first answer unless you know that it's wrong Mm -hmm. because generally when you get your test back and you change the answer you had the answer right the first time you changed yourself into a lower mark. So trust yourself. That is absolutely key. I love that. So leaders are obviously the bold and fearless captain, or I'd like to think they are. And they need to navigate through very complex waters in business. It's never just a cut and dry. There's always lots of gray. And I've, as much as I grew up thinking everything's black and white. The reality is leadership and business is 50 shades of gray for lack of a better <laughs> term. <laughs> but a captain isn't, um, is only as good as his or her North Star. And in this case, I believe that the North Star has to be a vision aligned to a purpose. We talked about that at length during the Business with Altitude Summit. And without it, we're just like ships tossed around in a storm, directionless and at the mercy of external forces. A compelling vision aligned to a purpose has um, plays the role of your compass in your organization, steering you towards a goal and making sure that, that your entire team goes towards the same direction. So I believe that you need to lock it down. And yes, I'm going to hit you with another acronym. And this time, your vision aligns your purpose needs to lock it down. So it's got to be lively. Why do I say that your vision aligned to your purpose needs to be lively? A purpose-aligned vision needs to energize your team, your clients, but most importantly, yourself. I had a conversation yesterday and someone challenged me on a thought I had and, and they said, actually, the reality is if there is no purpose for the entrepreneur, there is no business. And I 100% agree with that. Um, if you think about it, you wouldn't follow somebody who isn't excited about where they're going. You wouldn't. So if it doesn't inspire you, how are you ever going to inspire your team? Next, it's got to be original. No one wants to be a copycat. Your vision's got to be unique to you. And it's got to be authentic to who you are and what you believe. If you um, don't like eating meat and you are selling beef, 
burgers and you're trying to inspire your team to sell beef burgers, you probably won't be too enthusiastic about it because you don't eat meat. It's just never going to work, right? So in business, we have to be very distinct because it's that distinction that captures the essence of who you are and grabs the attention of your customers or your, your to-be customers and your team. And one of my favorite ones, which probably comes up in every conversation, is clarity. Clarity is key. Your vision should be easily understandable and simple to articulate. Remember that a foggy telescope is useless, and the same is true for your vision. If your vision is unclear or too complex, it'll be ineffective. I love what Janine said in our in our conversation a, a couple of weeks ago. She said, if you, if you can't tell it to a six-year-old and a six-year-old tell it to another six-year-old, you probably have to go back to the drawing board. And I 100% agree with that. And then, of course, the final one about um, lock is that you need to know. Your vision is useless if it's kept a secret. It's kind of one of those things that you, you write down on paper. I mean, the Bible says we should. You write down yeah. your vision on paper, you put it up so everyone can see it, and then you talk about it with the same kind of passion that you had the first day you wrote it down because it's in communicating it multiple times that people start recognizing it. In marketing, I often say this, people need to say, see or hear something 26 times. So there's got to be 26 interactions with stuff before it even hits home. And the same is true for anything you want to drive home. Saying it once is like not, not saying it at all. So make sure that you keep saying it, that you keep referring it to it, that people can see it where they are. So there you have it. You need to lock that vision down so that it can be your guide in troubled waters because the reality is the troubled waters are coming. So Christo, tell me your view and your perspective on locking it down. Yeah, I like what you what you said there. You know, I'm probably going to go through clarity as well. You know, we, we spoke a lot about that. Vision for me is simply, you know, what do you see? Like as a leader, you know, what do you see? What do you see? What is in, what is in front of you? Um, you know, what do you see that others don't see? Mm. You know, that's why you're the leader because you see you see beyond, you know, what people are seeing. And so, so for me, I would just ask that question: is is what do you see? I've, I've worked with um, a lot of people, some companies um, over the years. And, you know, sometimes when you look at their vision statement, it's four paragraphs. <laughs> you know, it's so complex. You know, and it's like you alluded to, to Janine, you know, saying if you can't say it to a six-year-old and they repeat it to you, then maybe you must go back to the drawing board. And when I see these three, four, five paragraphs of vision, I'm like, yo, um, how do you like how do you how do you form an action plan from from this? You know, it's so vast, it's so complex. You know, we need to we need to bring clarity, you know, to that. And and that's why I like to to use this analogy of what do you see? So just look in front of you. You know, if you have a product, you know, and you want to take it to market, just like what do you see? What's the first thing that comes to mind? And then let's start there. Um, not running ahead of ourselves, you know. I know we're gonna probably speak about, you know you know, how to execute as well. But that's one of the things that is hindering people to execute. It's just it's such a vast, you know, area. Um, here in Africa, South Africa, we have the, the saying is, how do you eat an elephant? You know, bit by bit, you know. <laughs> you, just, you, just start, you just start somewhere. Yeah. Um, so your vision, I think it's important to, to just see what's in front of you, you know, um, mm. and then just, you know, take some action on, on just that. You know, bringing clarity. Um, I know we're going to speak about it a little bit later on as well. 
um, because it's, it's, it's so important when it comes to vision, you know. Um, you know, somebody said this one time, you know, there's, there's a reason why your front, um, your, your, um, the window in the front that you look through, you know, it's, it's so much bigger than, than the one in the back, you know, with the rear view mm. mirror. Um, but imagine when you're driving and your, your wipers doesn't work and you can't see in a storm, mm. you know, you're going to go slower. You're going to probably stagnate, you know, because you can't see in front of you. You can't see far ahead. And the moment you bring clarity, you know, the moment that wipers goes on and you can see in front of you, you know, you can you can execute so much faster. So your clarity, I really believe in, in vision is absolutely key. Awesome. You know, I, I love how you segue into the next point, which is we need to shift gears. We've We've spoken about what we see. We have a sense of where we are going. And it's now time for us to look at the nuts and bolts of the ship we're sailing. And of course, we're talking about execution. So when it comes to execution, um, you can have the best vision. You can have a treasure map with X marks a spot. But all of that is irrelevant if you are not actually doing something. If your ship is not sailing towards X marks a spot on island so-and-so, you're just actually another landlubber dreaming of gold. So... How do you turn that vision into reality? You need a crew. Isn't that cool? We're sailing. We need a crew. And no, I'm actually not just talking about people. I'm talking about pillars that hold up effective execution. First, clarity. Guys, we love the word clarity on this show. And it comes up often in many ways. So if you don't like the word clarity, you might want to either press mute or find a different show. So imagine sailing without a clear destination, you know, without clear roles for each and every member on your team. It's going to be absolute chaos. There'll be nobody washing the floors or there'll be everyone washing the floors and no one's cooking in the kitchen. We need clarity, clarity of role, clarity of destination, clarity to make sure that everyone knows their job, everyone knows what the goal is and everyone knows what the end game is. Next, once we have clarity, we have to have responsibility. <clears throat> if you have a crew and every member knows what they need to do, they need to take responsibility of what they need to do. Um, from the helmsman steering the ship to the lookout on the crow's nest, we all need to take responsibility for what we need to do in the team because it's collectively that we succeed. I love, I love Ubuntu. I am because we are. I am because we are. And it is. If we together are not doing and taking responsibility, then I am in chaos and we are in chaos and collectively we suck and fail and that's just terrible. And then, of course, execution, execution, execution. It beats strategy any day of the week because the best laid plans without execution actually means nothing. And that's really where the rubber meets the, um, the deck. And it's not enough to just have a plan and allocate responsibilities. We've actually got to act. So we've got to chart the course, we've got to set the sails, and we have to avoid the reefs. We've got to push through storms because we know from experience that they are coming. And in business, it means that you implement the strategy, you assess the strategy, and you make real-time decisions. I 
love the newest acronym, which is SMARTER, and I don't actually have a kicker for it because I didn't plan on talking about SMARTER, but SMARTER goals. We can be smart and that's fine, but we actually want to be smarter. So we've got to be specific. It's got to be measurable. It's got to be um, actionable, time-bound, realistic, and then it's got to be evaluated. We've got to report and review. Without report and review and evaluation, we're just actually doing our own thing and we never learn from what's happening. Um, And lastly, probably another one of the things that comes up on this conversation often is a winning mentality. The sea isn't always kind and neither is the world of business. You need a crew that sees the glass half full because there's nothing worse than doubting Thomas on your boat to greatness and there's a storm. (laughs) Like Thomas is going to talk your whole crew out of getting on the boat. Um, So we need a a winning mentality that changes challenges into stepping stones and transforming our setbacks into setups. So there you have it. I believe you need a crew, clarity, responsibility, execution, and a willing winning mentality. And these are your four key principles that any strategic leader should use to navigate the treacherous water of execution. So Christo, where would you drop your anchor in the sea of execution? Uh, it, I really thought I had a good acronym, but you absolutely blow me out of the water here. <laughs> minus, minus CRD. I was actually speaking to a group of managers this week, and we were talking about execution. We were talking about, you know, more specifically, what happens when, you know, somebody higher in authority in your organization, you know, is giving you instruction or expecting you to do something that's like almost out of your, your line of um, responsibility. And I use this acronym, which is, you know, CRD is, you know, create clarity, mm-hmm. you know, understand exactly what it is that they want from you. Then secondly, find out who is responsible or take, who must take responsibility, you know, for this. Is it me or is it simply I need to get somebody to do it? And then the third thing was, what is the deadline? By when do you want this? Um, but I think I'm going to steal, <laughs> I'm going to steal yours on crew because um, I really like, especially the last one, you know, the, the winning mentality um, so where do i drop the anchor exactly what what you have said there i think those four things are absolutely you know vitally important you know you know once again clarity we've, we've said it so many times but i do believe it bears repeating um we we have to be clear you know i've seen it so many times where people get an instruction but they never clarify that instruction so they just run with what they think or thought they heard and it's it's, it's, it's not even half the truth, you know. Um, mm. I've seen it sometimes where, like, let's use an example in, in construction, you know, in renovation, is we're speaking about what we could do. Like, it would be nice if we could paint that wall. It would be nice if we could break out that wall. And, you know, the, the manager or the leader is just, like, just giving some ideas. He's just clearing his mind. And the next moment, boom, we're going and we knock down the wall. <laughs> and it's like... I was just thinking, you know, um, <laughs> when um, when I just got married uh, 11 years ago, we, we moved into our first um, first place. It was a flat um, first floor. And, you know, I was like, yo, I told my, my wife, I'm like, I'm going to break out this wall. I'm going to redo the kitchen area. I'm going to do this, do this. She freaked out, you know. I mean, she's a, she's a charter accountant by... Um, by profession and so everything is like you know written down done we're gonna go for it um and i'm like this i just want to get my thoughts out i'm sharing vision 
And she thought, literally, I'm going to go to the hardware store and start buying <laughs> And I was like, no, I just need to process. This is the way that I process, is just to get these things off my, off my mind and then just see, you know, what, what, what sticks, you know. And mm -hmm. I, I, I see it so many times within business that, you know, we just run with half of that instruction. Mm. And we don't we don't we don't get clarity and it's easy i think you know both ways it's easy for a leader to say but that's not what i said mm. and again that is what they heard mm. um but then on the flip side you know you as the the person that's working within a team it's also your responsibility to just clarify yes. like i just want to make sure is, is this your expectation is this is what mm. you want you you know so get that clarity and then you know mm. responsibility you know, make sure that if it is your responsibility, that you take that responsibility, you have the authority to do what needs to be done, you know, to, to bring execution. And like mm. I said, the deadline, you know, by when do you want these things to be done? Mm. Imagine we set sail and we're like, we want to hit, you know, um, we, we're sailing from South Africa and we want to hit Australia by this afternoon. <laughs> it's not going to happen. You know? If there's unrealistic expectation, um, yeah. you know, we, we, we're going to fail. And just Absolutely. to conclude, like, it's our mindset, you know, people sometimes think it's a bad thing because, you know, if you think about set, like a concrete is set, you know, you can't change it. Hmm. It's not always bad if you have a, a strong mindset on where you're going, what you're doing. Hmm. Um, you have to have a strong mindset. Your mentality is, is so key. There's a, there's a pastor that speaks about the battlefield of the mind, choice uh, hmm. mind. You That's know, right. that, you know, what happens here is, is so important, you know. Yes. Um, so I absolutely, I'm going to steal, no, I'm going to borrow your, uh, your crew analogy. Absolutely. We all need a crew. And since we've now talked about our North Star and we've assembled a crew, I'd like to chat about the darker waters and what I like to call the siren's call of uh, leadership. And it's the common pitfalls that sink, sink your ship faster than you can say Davy Jones's locker. I obviously like <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> so let's shine some lights on the rocks we often encounter in sailing our business. And the first boulder that you want to avoid is rigidity. Imagine steering a ship that refuses to turn. The Titanic, if it was stuck, and even if it then saw the um, iceberg, it would still have crashed. And that's exactly what happens when you are rigid. When a leader is too rigid and cannot adapt to, to circumstances and change, that ship is going to crash at some point. Whether it's because the people leave or because you hit something because you thought you, you thought you knew everything and didn't take in information as it came, because sometimes you get information along the way. The reality is we can't be rigid. That's why we have agile. And then, of course, there's overconfidence. When it comes to entrepreneurs and leaders, they obviously are confident. You, I have yet to see a good leader that lacks confidence. It's not going to happen. So beware the captain. So the Captain Ahab syndrome is when you think you're invincible just because you're in charge. And it's crucial for you to listen to your crew and I'm talking about your people here. You have to evaluate feedback. That's why we are smarter, not just smart. And sometimes we have to recalibrate. And that's where the review and the um, report of smarter comes in. Thinking that you can sail through a hurricane 
just because you have a sturdy ship is an absolute mistake. Um, The next one in our rock analogy is complexity. Let's talk complexity. There's nothing worse than tangled nets um, on a fisherman's trip, is there? I've never caught fish, but I'm pretty sure that Peter will tell you that when he threw his his nets out, he made sure that they were not tangled because you're not going to catch anything when you've got one big knot. And in the same vein, um, you don't know that you what you're doing if you're overcomplicating things. Nobody knows what's going on. You have to keep it simple. You have to have straightforward action plans. You just said it. You saw visions that were like four paragraphs long and the team's probably going, well, yeah, there is a vision. I I worked with an organization late last year and I, one of the things that I would do is I would ask every single person in isolation to tell me what the vision is. And unfortunately for that organization, nobody gave the same answer. Everyone sort of had an idea, kind of, of what they thought it might need to be, but nobody could clearly articulate what it is they were there to do. And the sad thing about that is you've then got a whole host of people who work exceptionally hard, but nobody's getting anywhere because we're not all pulling the boulder in the same direction. And then, of course... The biggest issue I see here is stagnation, which is the Bermuda Triangle of business. That's where your business goes to die. Initiatives die in the Bermuda Triangle. Stagnation occurs when you become complacent and you think you've anchored yourself in a safe harbor and you resist the winds of change. So my dear friends, don't get caught in the doldrums. Keep your ship moving. So there you have it. Rocks, rigidity, overconfidence, complexity, and stagnation. Navigating around these pitfalls makes sure that you're not just sitting, you're not just a sitting duck, you're an actual siren. So Christo, would you like to guide us to the lighthouse of wisdom on this topic? Yeah, I think the um, the first two being rigid, you know, and also, you know, overconfidence, you know, it it's a it's a pitfall and a trap for for leaders. You know, um, the more victories we ha- we have behind our belt, you know, it's that 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 aura of invincibility. Whatever I do, whatever I touch, is going to turn to gold. And I suppose it, it's great on the one side, but you know, like we always say, too much of a good thing, you know, is is, is not is not good. Um, and so I believe that it's important that you know perspective comes in your self awareness. You know, as a leader, is is key in that. I like what you alluded to when you said, you know, you got to get the feedback from from the crew, you know, how they're doing, how they're feeling. I believe great leaders, exceptional leaders, have that ability. They are they are clear and they are set on what they want to achieve, yet they are more than willing to just look behind and and mm-hmm. find out from the people that they are leading. You know, how is the rest of the team doing? You know, it's, it's having you know empathy, it's having that emotional intelligence, you know, it's having that ability. Um, once again, to be aware of who you're leading, where you're going, what you're doing. So, um, so yeah, I've seen many leaders in, in that predicament as well. And, you know, they, they fall and they fall hard because, you know, people leave. I'm not sure about the stats. I think it's, it's 68% or something like that. People that leave an organization, they don't leave, you know, the organization. They leave, they leave the leader. Um, and, and the hard sort of thing is that when you speak to those leaders, they're like, I don't know why they left. You know, we gave them everything, you know, that, that they needed. And, yeah, maybe they just lacked a little bit of self-awareness, you know, being overconfident, you know. 
Nobody likes that cocky, overconfident, you know, <laughs> person. That's um, right. So, so yeah, I would definitely um, just encourage us those first two aspects. Um, I do believe is stuff that we need to constantly be aware of and have, have self-awareness. Um, look at your team. Look at the people that you are following, you know. Um, mm. It's so important, you know. If we look at, you know, you were speaking about, you know, some characters in the Bible, but if you look at, you know, any king that, that had great victories within the war, you know, they were concerned about the people. They were always making sure, you know, is the troops feeling well after a day, you know, on the battlefield, you know, making sure that they have what they need, they have the resources, they can recuperate, rejuvenate. Um, I don't think empathy is a bad skill, you know, as a leader. I don't think that. Um, yeah, let me let me maybe just stop there for now. <laughs> so we've na navigated some choppy waters together, but it's time for us to go a little bit onto a treasure hunt. Um, we're docking at the treasure island of practical steps. The treasure trove of strategies and tools you can use to become a strategic leader you aspire to be. So get your compass ready and you need to be map savvy. Today is all about the acronyms, guys. Firstly, yeah. mindset. Christo said it before. We need to think about our mindset. Think of this as your treasure map. It's the mindset that sets the course for the journey. You need to have a growth mindset that embraces challenges, welcomes feedback. You just heard Christo say it. And you're not shy. You're not shying away from the necessary decisions and choices. Being a leader means that you will make tough decisions. <clears throat> it's not personal. It's business. And in, in this point, I, always, I also have to add, it's not about what you say. It's about how you say it. Yeah. I can tell you that I no longer have a contracting position for you without you feeling like you need to go and cry in a corner. I can, I can actually have a conversation with you where you leave the conversation feeling good about yourself. It does not have to be a situation where you feel bad about yourself. And then, of course, a positive mindset is our compass. So it guides us through the toughest challenges. I, in my own life, know for a fact that many of the, the challenges I face is first my mindset. And once I've wrapped my mind around it, then it actually doesn't matter because circumstances change. You know, the winds blow on the sea all the time. The waves toss and turn, but you've got to set your mind to it. Um, and next up is obviously action. Uh, this is where you actually dig in to the treasure. Plans are great. Mindset is crucial, but without action, both of these are useless. So like a good pirate, you have to be willing to get your hands dirty. You have to implement those plans. And when it comes to leadership, depending on the size of your organization, sometimes it requires you to roll up your sleeves and get involved. The path to leadership isn't just in your minds. It's actually in your deeds. And finally, we have to persevere. You've got to lock up that treasure chest. You have to find the island. You have to dig for the treasure. We're all in business for a treasure, whether it's a legacy, whether it's <clears throat> something that we, we want to get and attain, whether it's a big change, whether it's a change in the world, whether it's helping a client, we have to persevere. Perseverance is what ensures that you don't just find the treasure, it's that you keep it. It's about resilience sticking to your guns, even when the seas are rough. So there you have it, folks. Be map savvy. Mindset, action, and persistence. 
by mastering these elements, you're well on your way to finding your leadership treasure. So Christo, as our co-captain, what is your treasure chest of advice? I think Winston Churchill said it this way. He said that however great the strategy, we sometimes need to look at the results. And we're never going to have results if we don't take action, like you said. Um, action is, is, is key. You know, we've, we've, we've dealt with clarity, we've dealt with responsibility, we've given the course, you know, now it's like everybody has to huddle around and, and let's go. For the last two years, I had this, um, this quote from Gary Vee on my, on my watch, and it simply just says the following, you don't need to convince anybody, just execute, you know. Um, and so as a leader, you know, um, that has vision, it's, it's so easy to have new vision the whole time, and we want to adjust, and we want to readjust, and we want to add this and add this. Sometimes we need to say, okay, listen, this is the deadline. This is the point of no return. We now need to put, you know, our hand to the plow and start and start working and start taking action, you know. Um, because at the end of the day, if we're always going to look at the map, you know, that you've, you know, drawn out for us so nicely thinking about a treasure, but you never actually go into the expedition. All right, you've bought the boots, you now have the shovel, you have your compass, you have, you know, everything you need. It's now to, to, to actually jump into the water. And, and just do it, you know. I think it's Mel, is it Mel Robbins? She's got this um, thing, three, two, one, go, or three, two, one, um, move, where she just said she woke up um, the one morning and she was just like feeling like I can't get out of bed. And she just said to herself, three, two, one, go. Um, so I would encourage you, how do I take action? Is you have to put something there in front of you that forces you, whether it's motivate or it forces you, to, to just jump in. You know, I've been on this journey the last year of doing cold plunges. And the, the thing that helps me is I take my watch, I put it on an uh, exercise routine, and I, I hit go, and then it counts down three, two, one. I've, I just, I have to get into the water. There's, there's no two ways about it. You know, the, the clock is ticking. And so whatever it is that you can, can put in place, little habits, little routines that forces you to execute, to, to get to action, um, I believe those things will be vital in, in helping you to, to navigate towards that treasure chest. Absolutely. I love, I love the three, two, one go, because it is really about just, just doing. In consciousness coaching, we talk about the ability to act despite the, despite of your feelings. Um, our feelings shouldn't dictate our actions. We determine our actions. Well, there you have it. We have sailed the high seas of strategic leadership together. We have crossed treacherous waters and even found a few treasures along the way. But remember, the voyage never really ends. It's an eternal quest for growth, improvement, and enlightenment. Christo, any parting wisdom before we drop anchor and let our audience go on their treasure hunt? Yeah, Odette, you said it earlier about, you know, the Bible speaks, <clears throat> sorry, but write the vision down. You know, the prophet um, Abakik, he says the following, he says, write the vision down, make it plain, so that those who carry the message, you know, a team, can carry it accurately. Mm. So I would just encourage you, you know, write it down, make it plain, simplify it, give everybody responsibility, and then have some checks, accountability in place, so that you make sure the message is carried correctly. Awesome. Well, we hope that you have enjoyed this episode. Remember to like and subscribe wherever you find us. 
Until next time, see you on the other side.